All right, new episode, second string podcast, baby. Red Wings just got their asses kicked, looked terrible. So I'm in a, a wee bit of a bad mood. I'm not, I wouldn't even call it a bad mood. I'm just disappointed. I'm a little bummed out. Onwards and upwards, though. Um, fortunately, today we're talking about the only thing that could get anybody out of a bad mood when their hockey team lost, and that's love. We're here to talk about The Bachelor. We're here to talk about that sweet man, Matt James. We're here to talk about some of the most beautiful women on the planet, women on the planet. We're here to talk about love. We're here We're here to talk about people finding their hearts singing. We're here to talk about making out, calling people escorts, getting hammered on camera, snatching tiaras off people's faces. We're here to talk about everything, baby. The only thing that could get me out of a Red Wings funk is coming on here and talking about people finding true love in the most organic way possible, in the way God intended it, intended it in front of hundreds of cameras directed and being told what to say by producers televised to millions across the country. So you can all raise your Instagram followers and then inevitably break up after a month. We're here to find that baby. It's love. It's a beautiful thing. It always wins. It's undefeated. Just like father time. Love is un- always undefeated. So let's get into it. Good episode again. Once again, I got to say, I don't know if I'm, I don't really pay attention to a ton of like, um, other internet bachelor talk. I'm kind of where the buck starts and stops in my universe, (laughs) but uh, I haven't really read or heard if people are like into the season or if people have been hating on it or what. I think it's been pretty good so far. Like most episodes I'm leaving and I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool. They're getting some weird storylines in. There's some drama. Victoria is the fucking worst yet also somehow the best. They're introducing new girls. I like Matt. I feel like he's kind of a funny guy. Um, I don't know. He seems like a good guy as well. Like the the criteria for being a bachelor that's okay with me is A, make it seem like you can actually hold the conversation, which he does, and B, don't be a dork loser, which he also does. So like he's good with me. I've enjoyed it so far. The girls I like, these contest these contestants are far better than the contestants on um on Claire season. We've got some personality. We've got some people like Victoria that just straight up don't exist. Um, everybody it feels like is good looking minus a few. We've got some people that are trying to be the nice guy now, Katie, whether that's her or the or Chris Harrison telling her to stick up for for everyone. Who knows? We've got other delusional, like just no faith in themselves people. That Anna girl, the Chicago blonde girl who's like so ready to call the other girl an escort. We've got it all. We've got it all. People are freaking out because they're they're not getting time. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I've really enjoyed it so far. And I don't know if it's maybe because maybe to some point it's not necessarily this season specifically in the storylines and what's happened. I'm a guy. I love that there's 20 girls instead of 20 dudes. So maybe that's why I like it. I don't really know, to be honest, because at the same time, the guy contestants are hilarious when you get weirdos like uh, Chad. I think it was Jojo season that Chad guy, the biggest douchebag, probably not even in bachelor history, like in television history. That guy was awesome. That's that's my favorite season ever is Jojo season. So I don't really know. I don't know. I've just enjoyed the season. So I kind of decided usually on these, I feel like I get a little disorganized and like, can't remember what I've talked about and what I'm going to talk about. And I kind of get out of order. So, um, 
I'm going to just go through the episode like as it happened chronologically talk about anything that, you know, caught my eye or things, things I, I don't know, feel like I should just give my two cents on or want to talk about. So deal with it. How about that? So first things first, we get Victoria just bagging on uh, that Sarah girl who left last week under her own volition. Victoria won't get it up, give it up. This is like the best thing that's ever happened to her is a girl who's better looking, better person all around, just better than her going home because her dad's dying. Um, this is the best thing that's ever happened to Victoria and she can't seem to get enough shit talking when it comes to her. And Katie, Mrs. Katie riding in on the white horse and the shining armor says, Hey, Hey, you bitch. <laughs> She's not even here to defend herself. So stop talking. How about that? Like what is talking with her, with her gone even accomplished? Listen, Katie, that's a very fair point. That's a very, very fair point. Now for this conversation, we're going to assume that the, that the producers aren't like, Hey, Victoria, I don't care what you think. You're going to be a huge dick to everybody. Like she's gone. I don't care. Keep fucking dragging her name through the mud. And we're going to assume they're not like, Hey Katie, we need like the Luke Skywalker to her Darth Vader. Like you're going to stand up for Sarah. How's that sound? We're going to assume that that's not happening. And these are just their genuine stances. Obviously Katie, great lady. Good for her. Like standing up. Finally, someone saying it. I've wondered this whole time. I mean, obviously there's going to be shit talking, especially with a group of girls, but it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, like she said, like, she's not even there. Why are you even wasting your time? Like, this girl who went home on her own because her dad's dying, who's no longer in the running for your man, which is supposed to be the only thing you care about, she still occupies real estate in your head, Victoria? Like, you're still so fucking consumed with her, you got to talk shit about her, and she's, like, back in her home, probably sitting at her dad's deathbed. Like, I'm sorry, but she probably is. I mean, that's a tough look, Victoria. You're a mental midget, Victoria. Come on now. I know you got to talk your shit, but like there's other girls there. There's like 20 other girls there you can talk shit about. I respect Katie. I mean, anybody who's normal in this situation is going to be like, oh, Katie, what a sweet girl. <clears throat> I said we're assuming that the um, producers didn't spring this on them. I'm not so certain Katie's going up on her own like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. I, I uh, I'm not so certain. I'm not so certain. A producer was like, Hey Katie, like we need you to, someone needs to be the good guy to her bad guy. So like, will you just please go like stand up for her? I'm not so certain, but nonetheless, respectable move by Katie also makes fair points. Like not even just the nice person move and right thing to do, sticking up for her, just getting shit talked on her name while she's even not, not even there, but also just an extremely logical argument like an extremely fair point, Victoria, why are you wasting your time and energy talking about this girl who literally isn't even a part of this anymore? What's up? What are you doing? That's like if an NBA player just started talking shit about like a retired massage therapist that used to work for the Spurs. Like, what are you talking about guy? LeBron's just talking shit about a former Spurs assistant coach from the early two thousands. What's up? Why would LeBron ever do that? If LeBron's going to talk shit, he's going to talk shit about someone who's in the game today. He's just, what? Why would he ever do that? That's what you're doing, Victoria. Get a fucking grip. Take a look in the mirror. Like, 
if I'm if Victoria is real, which I'm still not convinced, and I honestly don't think I ever will be, if I'm her friends or her parents or whatever, when she gets back from this, like I'm gonna sit her down, or maybe not even tell her, but for a week I'm gonna just bug her. Like maybe the first time I hug her, I plant a chip like in her neck or in her hair, maybe somewhere where she won't notice, and just record her audio for a week, just how she speaks to people and how she treats others. Um, spoiler alert, fucking terribly. And then after the week, you do a little always sunny intervention. You intervene, you sit her down and you just play. Maybe you compile like a 15 minute, like a YouTube video, best moments of the week. And you're like, all right, Victoria, this 15 minutes is going to be the 15 minutes, a montage of you being the worst human being that's ever eaten food before. So buckle up and like, let's try to change this. Cause guess what, honey, you suck. That's what someone close to her has to do that. I don't know how else she clearly doesn't hear herself speak when she's speaking. So like you have to put it in her face and force feed it to her or something. I don't know. Um, I guess good for Katie though. Good for Katie. I don't know. Like, again, it's, it felt kind of weird. I know Katie last episode, she was kind of like sticking up for, for the girls Victoria wanted to talk shit about. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough for me to tell. That's what I hate. Like, I love how the producers just do their jobs and make the show super interesting. But at the same time, then shit like this happens where I'm like, is Katie like actually cool and like being a nice person or is Chris Harrison just like, Hey, sorry, this is your character this year. Like, I don't know. It's tough for me to tell. So I don't know if she's being genuine, Katie, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, you're, you, you got a fan, not just me. I assume fucking everyone watching was like, Oh, Katie's great. Um, next thing that happened, nothing serious. He's talking to Chelsea, the girl who shaved her head. And she's talking about straightening her hair and having white friends and shaving her hair and how emotional it was. Um, I don't really have anything to say about that. I don't, my hair is like, whatever. Um, I don't really have thoughts on hair really, I guess what I will say pretty good. Like she looks pretty good for having a buzz cut. I, I'll I gotta give her that. Like I'm not a there's all kinds of people out there. There's all kinds. There's people that are into bearded ladies. Absolutely. If ladies, if I'm talking about you, you will find the special man. Usually I'm not a big short hair girl guy. And I'm not saying like short hair, like it's down to your shoulders. I'm like short hair. Like you have a dude's haircut. Usually not my thing. Um, Chelsea though, pretty good. Like she pulls it off nicely. She looks like kind of a badass, to be totally honest. Like I wouldn't want to fuck with her if I now re rehear that I wouldn't want to fuck with her if I saw her like I don't know if she got mad at me if we were like in a store and I took the last like thing of Pringles and she wanted it I would probably be like oh my god please take it don't hurt me like she looks like a badass I mean she reminds me of the uh the right hand man from Black Panther not right hand man right hand woman who's just a fucking killer with that javelin thing. She reminds me of her. She looks good too. Like she's pretty attractive. So good for her. Don't feel bad about that hair, baby girl. Don't feel self-conscious about that hair. You look great, dog. You look fantastic, Chelsea. But seriously though, I usually couldn't be more out on women with very short hair. She does well. So good for her. Matt also, it was funny. (laughs) It's funny too. She's like explaining how... (laughs) It's funny because I feel like I would do the same thing or 
it felt like I was watching myself. She's explaining like how emotional her hair was and cutting it and how crazy it was. And Matt's just like, Oh my God, that is crazy. <laughs> like credit to him. He's doing his job. He's doing what he's supposed to. He's like seeming like, Oh man, that's so interesting that, Oh wow. Like seeming super interested and like emotional and there for her. But really, it really, if you look behind those eyes, he's like, Oh my God. I really don't fucking care. <laughs> Maybe he did. That's the vibe I got where he's just like, oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> like just praying for the subject to change. But good for Matt. He toughed it out. He was a nice guy to her. He, he said she looks great, which she absolutely does. And then they made out. They smooched it up. That's why we watch Love Wins. Smooches, long hair, short hair, no hair. It doesn't fucking matter. You're going to smooch either way. So good job, Chelsea. Proud of you. And she got the rose, I'm pretty sure, which is dope. Um, Oh, and then <laughs> Victoria. Victoria is the most delusional human being of all time. Um, She sits down with Katie, demands an apology. Fucking respect to Katie's like, well, I'm just not going to apologize to you. Like, you suck. I wish instead of, I wish instead of like calling each other like bitches and shit like that. Or like saying how fake they were. I wish these girls one time would just be like, Victoria, like you literally are the worst human being I've ever met. Like just go like for the absolute jugular. Like, hey, Victoria, I'm not going to make like a funny play on words or like an analogy or call you fake. Like, hey, Victoria, like you suck. And then that's it. Boom. Leave the like end of conversation. I wish someone would just drop the hammer on her once. But um, Victoria demands an apology. Katie's like, what the fuck are you talking about? If anyone apologizes, it's you, you dumb hooer. Um, so respect to Katie for not backing down for a second there. I was like, please don't. Like, I th thought Katie would be like, look, I'm sorry, but I just don't appreciate it. I'm glad she was like, fuck no. I'm not going to get an apology. Like, you're not getting an apology. Are you crazy? So good for Katie again. Katie's stock. I don't know what's gone up more this week. GameStop stock or Katie stock. They're both going to the moon. Right now, little disclaimer, I might be getting into stocks these days. Time will tell. Um, and then Victoria being like, I, I feel like it's funny too because Victoria like says all this shit and thinks she's the smartest person ever. But I'm convinced like 90% of the time she speaks and then she gets to the end of her sentence. She's like, I don't even know what that was. Like, I don't know what she's saying half the time. And there's no fucking way she knows this chick's brain where she's supposed to have brains. She has like Haribo gummy worms. Her hair is, or her head is gelatin. She has nothing up there. She's brain dead. So she's like, I'm very, here, I have a quote. I have a quote. Oh, uh, oh no. Katie says I'm, I'm very uh, secure in her life. Good for Katie. Also Katie shouting out her vibrator respect, like big day for vibrators. Shout out vibrators, ladies. You probably love your vibrators. If I had one, I'd probably love it too. So respect to Katie for sticking by that take. Katie's just sticking to her guns. I mean, we're coming to find very quickly, which I love. I love how she's like vibrator, fine with it. Apologies, uh-uh, you suck, uh-huh. Like she's just sticking by all her guns. Great to watch. I enjoy Katie. And then we move away from that. I think that's their last like spat where those two directly fight the episode. Um, and then we go to rose ceremony season. 
I have to say, this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll take a quick break. So rose ceremony, cocktail party, you know how it goes. Um, Matt's just talking to the ladies, especially the ones who don't have roses. Kit talking to him. I don't know. They're making out. Um, he's taking out with Katie. He's making out. Dude, Bree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Already had a one-on-one, but they're feeling each other. Um, Victoria, though. He talked to Victoria. I'm like, bro, Matt James deserves a medal, an award, a Pulitzer Prize. I don't even know what you get. A medal of honor, maybe? I don't know what you give someone who has to endure this. The fact that he's sitting there and ha- like sitting through conversations with this girl is unreal. I can't imagine. Like, first off, it's on. Well, they they put her on the show because Victoria is a parody of the Mean Girls. That's the only explanation she's on the show. But like most of these chicks are like badass, super attractive, successful, whatever. Where like if you met them in real life, you'd be like, this chick, fucking pulls. Like this chick's a stud kind of thing. If I met Victoria in real life, I would be like, I, I, within 10 seconds, I'm, I'm going to murder this chick. Like I'm going to drown her in the bathtub at this party we're at. Like, I don't know how he does it. It is unreal that Matt James sits down and talks to her. Also hilarious. Victoria drops the line. She's like, usually I know when a guy likes me, I'm like, what, what, who the fuck has ever liked you? What? No, no, I have some great friends, some chicks, females I know in my life that are great, that are awesome people that have only had like one relationship, two relationships. Victoria, you're, you mean to tell me there's like multiple dudes who have like given you the hint that they like you. There's no fucking shot that that's possible. There's not a chance. No male that isn't the worst. So 99.9% of the population will ever meet you and be like, oh, wow, she's great. And if they do, they're certainly not going to let you know. You are the worst, Victoria. What do you mean I usually know when people like me? Who the fuck? I don't even think your parents like you. I'd be shocked if they did. Oh, my God. I was sitting there like yelling at my television like, what did she just say? What did she just say? Oh, my Lord. But the big thing I wanted to talk about. He sits down at the beginning with Piper, who's my favorite. Piper, lock it up. She's, I promise you she's going to the final four, final three, final two. She might win the whole goddamn thing. Piper is a wagon of a contestant this season. She's a wagon. I'm in love with this chick, I think. Like, she, that, when she's sitting down with him on the couch, her hair's like up and like, I don't know how you, is it a bun super tight, like onto her head? She is maybe the best looking human being I've seen in my entire life. How, how her and Brie, to be honest, both of them I'm like obsessed with. How is Piper single? Someone's got to tell me how that girl was single going into The Bachelor. You have to tell me. You have to tell me because it makes no sense. She's normal. Sure. I don't know her. I never met her. She hasn't gotten a ton of airtime, so we don't really totally know her personality. But physically, she's like the best-looking human being I've seen in my life. Like, they should take her DNA, mix it with, like, Chris Hemsworth, and just create a superhuman-looking person. She is maybe the most attractive person I've seen in my life. How is she single? And then, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. 
And then I went onto her Instagram at a commercial break. Not weird. Totally normal. Everybody does it. So let's move on. She doesn't, she has like 9,000 followers. I went to high school with girls who have more followers than her. This chick is the best looking person I've ever seen. I went to high school with girls who have more followers than her. What's up, bro? How is she not married to like LeBron James, let alone 9,000 followers and single? Unreal. That was honestly contestants, rose ceremonies, all that shit aside. That was the biggest, like that was the shocking moment of the episode. That was the upset of the episode. Piper was single. At, like she had to be single to come on here. I, ref- I can't believe that. Like how, if I met her, I'd be like, you can have everything I own. Don't give me anything. Just like hang out with me one hour a week and we'll call it good. Honestly, I'd be like, please like take everything. Just like get a burger with me once a week. That's all I ask. I mean, my Lord, I'm obsessed with her. She's going to be a heavyweight. Her and Brie, you can pencil her and Brie in for the final four right now. You can pencil them in right now. I guarantee it. Brie is same thing. Unbelievably good looking. They had the uh, one-on-one, went great. Like she's final four, no doubt. I think right now, final four, Brie, Piper, lock, lock. Um, Honestly, Abigail, I thought after their first date, I was like, oh shit, she's going to be a heavyweight, but I feel like he hasn't even talked to her since. And Michelle, the girl he went on a date with this week, I was like, these people are getting married. So those are my three of the final four. Locked in. Guaranteed. Um, and then and then and then we get truly nuts. And then we get truly nuts. Chris Harrison walks in, interrupts him with Vic- Victoria, five new girls. Not a ton on the first impression. I mean, the first girl, Brittany, comes out and makes out with him. Like, fuck yeah, I respect it. If I was mad, I'd be like, all right, so she's like getting a rose tonight. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It is what it is. I know people are going to be like, what a whore. And all the girls were bagging on her. If I'm mad, James, she's getting a rose 100% and it worked. So like, suck it, I guess. Um, also, Brittany, pretty good looking as well, even though she may be an escort. Other thing, Brittany, Piper, all these girls are 23. My friend Trey, any Spartan dogs out there, you met, you met him. He grew up with a girl on the show like, why are all these 23-year-old girls going on The Bachelor and trying get, to get married? I understand they want to grow their Instagram following, so that's a respect. But, like, other than that, are, like, none of these chicks are actually trying to get married, are they? You're 23. Save that shit for when you're, like, 28, man. You're really trying to get married right now to a dude you're going to meet for, like, six weeks? You're 23. You got, like, five more years to play the field, brother. Sister, I should say. That's wild to me. I'll never understand, but whatever. Brittany, good entrance. Michelle, um, I mean, the date says it all. First impression, I was like, oh, she's nice. Date says it all. We'll get to her. Ryan, eh. I mean, she could have gone home. Kim, I don't want to be mean, but Kim. <sighs> Kim. Mm. Kim, how'd you get here? Who let you in? I know Chris Harrison didn't go over your application. I'm sorry, Kim. You seem nice, but Kim, what are you doing here? I know Chris Harrison didn't vet you because there's no chance he would have let you through. Kim, I'm sorry. See ya. And she goes home, rightfully so. And Catalina, former former Miss Puerto Rico. I don't know. Like, I can't tell if she's good looking or not. I feel like I don't know if it's like her nose or her mouth, something about her. I'm like, 
It's like the do- when your dog looks at you confused. That's how I look at her. I'm like, I don't. Is she hot? She's Miss Puerto Rico, so like, I guess she is. But then I look at her and I'm like, is she also just bougie? Like, just screams bougie. Screams like you're. It's Saturday afternoon. You're running errands and you're in a pinch and you go, Hey, Catalina, I want to get Chipotle. And she's like, she spits her coffee out, her iced chai latte. She spits it all over the Mercedes Benz dashboard because she forced you to turn in your Buick. And she goes, Chipotle. You 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 think I'd ever eat that? We'll get takeout from Flemings. That's the vibe I got from her. So I'm I'm out right there. I'm, for that reason, I'm out. But whatever. Um, and then the girls start bagging on the new girls, which who who didn't see that coming? But I I just I have to make my statement that I make every time these chicks just start getting negative and focusing on why everyone else is better than them. Like ladies, it's like it is what it is. There's five girls here. Like, it is what it is. I'm sorry, but fucking deal with it, dude. Deal with it. We'll take a quick break, um, and we'll finish up the episode. And we dive back into the fall atmosphere. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I'll say it a third time. Maybe even a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I don't... I don't care. It's snowing in Michigan. It's gray. The roads are icy. You slip on your own driveway. I haven't seen the sun. Actually, I saw the sun over the weekend. Saturday was gorgeous. But outside of this past Saturday, I haven't seen the sun in months. These people are living in some kind of fall, autumn wonderland. Honestly, I feel like in the nightmare before Christmas when Jack Skellington jumps into the Christmas tree, like he opens the Christmas door and goes to Christmas land. They look like they're in Thanksgiving land or like fall land. It's unreal. Every tree is like mid perfect color change. It looks like it's crisp enough there where you can wear a sweater or maybe a light jacket and be just comfortable. Maybe a pair of jeans. It looks like the sun shines, maybe a light breeze here and there. It looks absolutely beautiful. Nema colon. What? I don't know what that is. What's Nema colon. Wherever it is, I assume it's not actually like the nightmare before Christmas where you go through a door. Place looks unbelievable, and they have fully endorsed, fully endorsed the fall vibes, diving all in on autumn. Usually we see them in somewhere sunny and tropical. Uh Uh-uh, not this time. Get a cup of hot cocoa, get a little fireball, get a little apple cider, and we're going to bundle up. It's autumn season. It's been gorgeous. It's been absolutely gorgeous. Anyways. Um, they bring in Ben Higgins and they're going to do a group day where they swim in pumpkins across a lake and then look for an acorn and then run somewhere. Um, date's pretty dumb. Uh, the, the fact that that one girl, I can't remember what her name is. What was her name? Maggie. The fact that she like, doesn't understand how work like oars work and pedaling when you're in a, it's a pumpkin, but it's like a kayak. She doesn't understand how moving yourself in water works was quite astonishing like right there if you're ben i mean not ben um if you're matt i feel like you got to be like all right maggie you can just go back over there because you're done you're really gonna marry someone who doesn't understand how to move in water they don't understand like you push the water behind you that's like i feel like a third grader would be like oh i just i just paddle and then i go forward like and he's sitting there trying to explain to her how to pedal. Like, dude, you had a fucking oar, Maggie. 
come on now. So for me, for me, that's a see ya. You can't figure out how to pedal across water with an oar and essentially a, a circular kayak. Then you can go because that doesn't make sense. It's like the most basic thing in the world. Andy's telling you what to do. It's the most basic thing in the world. So Maggie, see ya. If I was Matt, the funny thing I wanted to mention, they bring, <laughs> they bring in Ben Higgins. Like, I don't even know what he does. He just says hi to Matt and is like, Hey man, how's it going? And then he introduces the challenge. Why, why are we bringing in Ben Higgins to be like Matt's confidant? Cause Ben Higgins did it so well on his season. Didn't he break up with the girl after like two months? And now I think he has a new girlfriend like years after his season. Why is Ben Higgins the guy where it's like, oh man, Matt, you're having a tough time with this process. You need you need some advice. Let's go get the guy who it didn't work for. Let's go get him. And you can ask him like what to do because he was bad at it. So maybe like he'll somehow make you not bad at it. I guess in a way that works. He can tell Matt James the mistakes he made or he thinks he made and he can avoid them. I'm not really certain, but it's very interesting and ironic to me that Matt's like, oh man, this stuff's getting hard. Like, let me go ask this guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing and and ended up breaking up with his girlfriend after a month after the show. Maybe he'll know. Like, why don't we get someone who fucking worked for Sean Lowe? That dude's got like multiple kids now. Let's go get him. Ben Higgins, the guy, once they, they left fairytale land, they dated for like a month and broke up. What's up, dog? That's like some college shit. That's like a girl you hook up with a few times on the weekends and then you never see again in college. We're going to go ask him for advice on figuring out marriage in a field of 20 girls. I've, that seems like a bad idea. That seems like, a, that seems like, Hey, asking a fat dude, like what's your workout regimen? <laughs> just not going to work. It's just not going to work. What, what are you asking? Go find fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ask him what his workout regimen is. Don't ask Honey Boo Boo's mom what she does. She walks like four paces a day. That's her workout regimen. It's just counterproductive, Chris. But whatever. They gotta. I guess they gotta funnel these guys back into the system. Part of their bachelor deals. Keep them making a little money. Keep them a little bit relevant. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Anyways, so Maggie doesn't understand how water works. Oh, she runs a nonprofit though. I'm reading right now to. That gives girls shoes in developing countries. That's really nice. That's really nice. But how do you not understand how water works? Um, terrible. The date was stupid, I thought. I don't know. I, I liked how they're embracing the fall vibes. Thought the date was stupid, though. Um, and then they go after party season. And Anna, who Anna, can I say? And I can't imagine I'm alone when I say this. Anna, this episode quickly, 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 quickly climbed the ranks of the most annoying girl there. I mean, it's Victoria one, but Anna's like, Anna's really attaching herself to Victoria. Like it's Batman and Robin, those two. Anna, dude, you suck too. I thought you were kind of cool at the beginning. And now I'm like, shut the hell up. It's also sad because Anna looks a lot like a girl I know. So now when I think about her and I'm like, this chick sucks. I'm like, oh man, now I'm going to like subliminally associate the girl I know and actually like with this girl that stinks. Anna, what in, what in God's name, other than Chris Harrison telling you to, made you think it'd be a good idea to get close and buddy up with the worst person who's ever been on The Bachelor? Like now all Anna's doing is complaining about this Britney girl, complaining that she doesn't have enough time, complaining that there's girls like, 
It was gonna. You knew it was gonna be a goddamn cutthroat war to date this man. What are you spending all your time complaining and feeling sorry for yourself and bitching about how other girls are there? How about you figure out a creative way to spend some time with him or like figure out a way to make him like you? I don't fucking know. How about that for a strategy? Anna stinks. Anna stinks. Honestly, if she keeps this up. She might, she might pass Victoria because of a situation where it's like, Anna, you're normal. So like, I expect more from you, Victoria. I know she's nuts. I know she has the fucking brain power of a brick. I understand that. So like, I'm not expecting anything from her. Anna, I'm expecting you to behave like a human being, like an adult. You suck. I I expect better from you. Like she almost might be worse to be totally honest. It's terrible. She's terrible. She's the worst. Um, Brittany interrupts her. Anna comes back. Brittany interrupts her. Very awkward. Very weird. Great play by the producers to send her arch nemesis Brittany in after five minutes to interrupt her conversation. Hilarious. And then Anna, she just can't contain herself anymore. She really can't. She comes back to the girls and she says, there's a rumor that Brittany's an escort. She's getting paid the either just hang on the on the modest side she's alleging that Brittany is getting paid to watch sports with wealthy men and on the vulgar side she's getting paid to suck the feet of wealthy men and other things quite the allegation to make on national television like that Katie girl was right like that could just ruin her life at least like lose her job Imagine if she has a normal job. Well, her job was model, so I'm assuming she doesn't have a normal job. But if she did and your employer or just someone you work with watches The Bachelor and they're just like, oh, my God, Brittany from accounting is an escort? <laughs> what? Like, that would just ruin your life. Imagine imagine if she had a boyfriend after after the show. Like, he's watching this. He's like, what, what the fuck? You were having sex with 70-year-old men for money? Um, all right. Well, I got to go. This was fun. Like straight up her parents, bro, her parents, dude, I wouldn't even want my parent. Like, it's kind of weird if my parents know if I'm like having a relationship with a girl, my age, like not for money, let alone a person triple my age and they're paying me cash. They're paying my rent. I guess, I guess if they're going to be triple your age, at least have them pay you something, but Ooh, straight up could ruin her life. Anna, quite the allegation. Another thing where it's like, Katie says it at the end where she's like, this could fucking ruin her. Where it's like, Anna, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, you're a normal person, or at least I thought you were. I expect more from you. You got to understand what you just said. You could straight up ruin her life. Like, what are we... Come on now, Anna. You're better than that. You're absolutely better than that. Um, also, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious that I think at some point, maybe it was earlier, but at some point in the episode, Anna's like, <laughs> Anna's like, I'm usually not this crazy or I'm usually not this mean, or I usually don't like get this jealous or something like that, where she totally always gets that whatever jealous, angry, mean, whatever it is. I thought it was hilarious. She's like, it's like, don't tell him I'm not mad. Don't say I'm mad. Like, don't put it in. Like, you're definitely this crazy, Anna. You're definitely this crazy. Like, she when she said she's an escort, she was, like, fucking brimming at the edges. 
she was so f- happy to let that out. She that was the best day of of the time she's been in the bachelor. Not kissing Matt, not hugging him, not meeting him, not talking to him. It was telling everybody that this chick might be an escort because she has a few friends in Chicago that said look out for her. That was the this is the best day that's happened to her of twenty twenty. That's fucking pathetic, Anna. I hope right now Anna's watch not to pile on, but also to pile on because she sucks. I hope Anna, when she's watching this back, is like, damn. I really, like, I really was this pathetic where I'm, like, getting my rocks off because one girl might be an escort. How about you get your rocks off because Matt James wants to take you to the fantasy suite? That's one way to get your rocks off. Terrible, Anna. Terrible. Um, And then the girls are all like, oh, shit, is that true? And Brittany obviously, fucking obviously says she's not an escort. What's she going to do there? Say, yeah. Yeah, I, I hook up with 70-year-olds, and they pay me a little bit of money. Yeah, no kidding. She says no. And now it sucks because it's going to be – well, it is what it is. It's going to be a double elimination, assuming they keep uh, they keep titt- tattletailing on each other. But now it sucks. Like, But there's no, we're never going to know if she's actually an escort, but I want to now. Now that it's been brought up, like I'd like to know if she's an escort. I'd be kind of crazy. She's so – she's very good looking. She's an escort. Like, come on, baby girl. You don't need to do that. Come on now. I kind of like to know. I might have to Google it. We'll see. But whenever I Google Bachelor stuff, I always am super nervous. I'm going to get it spoiled, so I probably won't. Anyways, we move on. And fortunately, we get to more some more positive stuff. The date with Michelle. The date's badass. The zip line and then the hot air balloon, even though the hot air balloon was stationary. Like, they don't go anywhere, which is pretty funny. Um, they're electric. They're straight up electric. <clears throat> Michelle's a teacher. She's talking about changing the world. She seems again another big thing that like instantly will endear endear me to someone. Like she seems like a normal person. Like I'm in with that. If you seem normal, she seems down to earth. She seems genuine. She seems like she exists in real life. And if you met her in real life, you'd be like, oh wow, like this Michelle lady's a great person. So boom, off the bat, I think all the fans watching were like, this chick's great. She's a nice lady. Also, Matt was digging it. Like, I felt like I'm not an emotional guy. I've said multiple times, my heart is made of ice. That's one of my flaws as a human is I'm just like extremely emotionless. I was feeling some emotions there. I'm not going to lie. I was when they were at dinner, like chatting and then they're kissing. I'm like, dude, these two love each other. And then Matt, what did he say? He made a comment. I can't fucking remember, though, when they're in the back of the car. Um, oh, man, what did he say? What did he say? Ah, he said something where they're in the back of the car where he's like, he pretty much referenced, like, I kind of love this chick. He essentially was like, you're awesome. She was a heavyweight. So the day with Michelle, it's tough because it went so well. There's not like a ton of time to spend on it. I th- everything was great. Seemed like they had fun from the zip lining to the hot air balloon. They talked about like real life shit, like what she's doing with her life, what she's look, like real material, like a substance conversation. They're making out, they're smiling. You could feel the chemistry. They had a nice ratatat repartee, if you will. It was great. Michelle, like I said earlier, she's lock her in for the final four. You don't go on a date like that and talk to a girl like that and share those moments and not consider like, being in love with her final four lock it in guaranteed 
And then the last thing we ended on here, um, the boxing night. I don't know. Um, I feel like kind of weird. Matt was saying it too. He's like, uh, you know, it's like fun and it's cool that they're like, oh yeah, we'll, you know, we'll do it. We'll be good sports and, and box. But at the same time, for sure, if you're with, if you're Matt and if you're this girls like fighting each other, you got to be like, what the fuck are we doing here, dude? Like they're really making us like box each other. We're a bunch of girls who spend our paychecks on shoes and skinny jeans. Like, why the fuck are you making us box each other? And Matt referenced it. He's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. And then they're fighting. He's like, eh, it's kind of uncomfortable. Like, you know, it's not Matt, Matt's idea, too. You know, Chris Harrison's like, these chicks are going to fucking box. Chris Harrison's just loving it. I feel like these dates have been like, this is not the first physical day. I can't even remember the previous dates. But I feel like we've already had a few like physical or like very aggressive, whether they're verbal or physical, very aggressive group dates. This one was another one. They're just punching the shit out of each other. Um, Katie beat some ass, which was good to see. Everyone loves Katie. I was pissed. I was pissed if uh, that Piper had the box. You don't let someone that beautiful fight. You just don't. Like, you really made her fight. Her face is fucking immaculate, Matt James. What are you doing, bro? You don't make her box. Her face is, mm, it's like a caramel sculpture of God. You don't make her box. You really don't. I was I was disappointed to see her on the fight card. She didn't get hurt, though. The one girl, I can't, was it a new girl? I can't, Jacina, was that her name? Honestly, I don't have a clue, but one of the girl, like, hurts her nose, and it's like, oh, that's too bad. Um, and then we end with Katie riding back in on the white horse. I mean, what do you want me to say about the boxing fight? The boxing fight sucked. The boxing fight sucked. And then he talks to the girls after Piper's like, Oh, I like you so much. That was great. And then the, all the other chicks are just shitting on the new girls, which again, classic again, classic. I said it at the break, like ladies, I understand it's a show and you're jealous and you're pissed wasting your time complaining and being upset that there's new girls a isn't going to change the fact that those girls are there like it's already too late it happened there's five new girls there you being like you shit talking them behind their backs isn't going to change anything b instead of wasting your time and making you yourself look like a piece of shit on national television or let's say you end up with matt and then he watches it back and is like oh man you kind of fucking suck like, imagine if one of those girls ended up with him and he watches it back and he's like, you're like a shitty person. You're embarrassing yourself on national TV. How about you focus some of your energy on Matt and shit you can control rather than the fact that there's new girls and there's nothing you can do. Like, my God, I get you're upset and I get that they're like they're girls and obviously they're going to talk shit. I understand. But like at some point and look around too. like, who are the girls that aren't saying much? Katie, fucking heavyweight. Michelle, who's new. Bree, heavyweight. Abigail, heavyweight. The girls who are keeping their mouths shut are the girls who are going to go the distance. All these girls running their mouths. I don't know if it's because they know their time's running out or they're just that like self-conscious and, and have, I don't know, don't have faith in themselves going the distance. I don't know. But my God, get a new angle, ladies. Like, figure like focus on something that isn't just the fact that there are new girls there it's too late you can't do shit about it find a new slant it's unreal 
And then Katie once again comes in. She talks to the girls. She says, listen, at the end of the day, these chicks are here, whether we like it or not. Thank you. Fact. Thank you for saying it. I don't know how no one else has thought about that. And B, if you were those girls, you would hate you guys. You would hate you guys. You're like the mean girls. You would hate you guys. Like have a little bit of empathy. Be a human being for two fucking seconds. Like relax. You're a bachelor contestant. You're not Beyonce. Relax for two seconds and imagine what that would be like. Naturally, none of the girls care. They don't want to listen. So Katie, interesting play. Interesting play. Katie goes to Matt. But what I like about this, what I like about what Katie does, she goes to Matt. She says, these chicks are the worst. They're bullying the new girls. Um, they're talking shit about, about them, starting rumors that could ruin their lives, which is a fact. Not exaggerating, also a fact. Um, yeah, she says the bullying, they're just being mean to them like for no reason, just because they're there. And you know Matt James is a guy who's going to be like, yeah, fuck that noise. No bullying here. I, I kind of like the move by Katie, I must say. And if you followed along through the bachelor, the previous Bachelorette season and this season, I'm never uh, pro go rat on the other contestants to the Bachelor to the Bachelorette. That never works. But usually the scenario that's happening in is if Katie would have said Victoria, if she would have name dropped one, she'd have been like, Victoria won't stop running her mouth. That's where you get into trouble. Even though Katie's absolutely right, Katie absolutely is telling the truth. That's where you get into trouble because then Victoria is going to say, oh, Katie did this. He said, she said, you're both gone. I like this play from Katie for a couple reasons. A, just as like a humanitarian move. Yeah, I would fucking hate to be one of those new girls. Like these chicks are the worst. All of them except for like four are the worst. So A, just a humanitarian, like be a decent human to these new girls. I respect it. B, she said, like she's kind of stood her ground. She said multiple times now, why are we talking shit? It won't accomplish anything. It's rude. It's mean. It's not right. Nobody will listen. Fine. She like, she tried to leave Matt out of it. She tried to leave Matt out of it. You guys won't listen. Now she's going to the head honcho and he's going to crack some goddamn skulls. And B or C, I guess, like I said, she didn't single anyone out. She said all these girls, or there's a lot of bullying occurring from a lot of the girls, which is a fact, like I said, like all of them, except for maybe a couple. Um, and they are starting rumors that could ruin people's lives. I like how she never said any names because he doesn't know who, although I would assume in the next episode, he's going to try to find out who, which will be exciting. But I love the play from Katie. I love the play from Katie. Apply the heat. If anything, now these chicks, after what happens, even if Matt doesn't figure out Anna started the rumor or Victoria is the worst, these chicks are going to keep their mouth shut now because he's on the lookout. He's on the lookout now, and they don't want to get caught. So great move by Katie. Huge episode for her and GameStop to the moon this week. Good for her. Um, and overall, a good episode. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to next week. Matt, also the end, Matt dancing. Respect, brother. Respect him for breaking it down. Moves were terrible. One of the worst dancers I've ever seen, but I absolutely respect the breaking it down. No, he said it him. No judgment zone, judgment free zone. I respect it, dude. Have fun with it. Let it loose. Terrible at dancing, though. Um, good episode. Looking forward to Matt James going Sherlock Holmes next week. Should be interesting. Per usual on Twitter at Next Second String, Instagram at The Period Second Period String. 
the second string Detroit at gmail.com. I appreciate everybody listening per usual. Keep the support coming, man. It fuels me like, like straight up. Like I, I, it's, it fuels me when I'm like, Oh my God, I still can't believe people listen to this, even though as little or as many as it is, it's fucking crazy. So I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, got some shirts. I'm going to just keep pumping out designs all year. I've gone like a madman on the t-shirt designs. So keep an eye peeled on the Instagram for that. And, uh, hope everyone has a great rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow with some random stuff.